a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. On Friday, House Democrats passed their social spending bill called the Build Back Better Act. The bill passed 220 to 213, uh, mostly across party lines. Uh, just one congressman, Jared Golden from Maine, voted against it from the Democratic side. And the question now is to get past the headlines. Of course, it uh, works its way across the building, but nobody's there in the Senate. So it'll have to wait a week until they get back. But where that goes, how that's sold, what people are saying, let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So while the House has done their work in passing the Build Back Better Act, the president's uh, multi-trillion dollar uh, social spending package, a lot of debate in terms of what it will actually cost and uh, how that's all being factored and figured out. Uh, But, of course, it has to work its way over to the Senate side uh, and actually get passed over there. And so let's break that down just a little bit heading into the week, uh, knowing that uh, the Senate is out of session all of this week. And uh, when they return next week, uh, we'll talk about the train wreck of priorities that need to be processed. Uh, You want to talk about a uh, overnight shipping problem. Uh, the, The port of the United States Senate is jammed and how they unload uh, all of these different things they have to do in the next few days. Uh, We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, But the bill itself, of course, is heading over to the Senate. They're going to have to have uh, all 50 Democratic votes to be able to pass. Senator Schumer uh, thinks they have the votes and that they will get this done. Uh, I think that uh, we're in in very good shape to get 50 votes. We have to make sure, but I think we're in good shape here. We have a diverse party. It runs from Bernie Sanders to Joe Manchin. But I tell our party, as leader of the party, that in unity is our strength. If any one person insists that unless they get a certain provision that someone else can't be with, the bill fails. Everyone knows the House did a very strong bill. Everyone knows that Manchin and Cinema have their concerns, but we're going to try to negotiate with them and get a very strong, bold bill out of the Senate, which will then go back to the House and pass. Uh, so a lot contained in that statement there from Senator Chuck Schumer, again, the uh, leader of the Senate, the majority leader. Uh, he says he thinks they're in good shape. Uh, he sort of had a little shot across the bow there, I think, to Senators Manchin and Cinema. Saying that the Democrats have to be united, that is where their strength lies. And if any one senator uh, is overly demanding, then nothing will get done. Uh, I would kind of flip that a little bit. Uh, what we really want is every senator uh, to be very protective about things. Now, we're going to negotiate, we're going to have good faith, we're going to have compromise. You can do all of those things. Uh, but I think when the leader is saying, hey, everyone's got to be lockstep with us on this. Uh, that concerns me. And I don't care if it's the Republicans or the Democrats doing that. I've seen it on both sides. Uh, I've seen it up close on both sides. And it's never good. It's never good for the American people. It's good for the leaders of the political parties. 
It's not good for the American people. Now, one of the things that is interesting in this, and House uh, Majority Leader, House uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, uh, said that the the reason she's confident the bill can move quickly through the Senate is because it was written in partnership with some of those leaders from the Senate and the White House. Ninety-some percent of the bill was written together, House, Senate, White House. There were some uh, differences at the end, and we'll deal with those uh, as we go forward. Uh, again, that's uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and on, on one hand, you can say, OK, that's a good thing. That's a good thing that we had members of the House, the Senate and the White House all working together to write the bill. And I agree with that. And it also makes me nervous because what that really tells you is you had two senior leaders from the House, two senior leaders from the Senate and the White House mapping out a bill that none of the rest of the 531 members of the House and Senate were really part of. And so we get these behind-closed-doors written bills that are thousands of pages long where people even within the party didn't get to weigh in uh, on a host of things. And that's part of the problem is it's not a left-and-right problem. It's a top-to-bottom problem. And every member of the House should be frustrated with that. Every member of the Senate, Democrat, Republican alike, should be frustrated with that unless there is truly, honestly, an open debate and opportunities for amendments and votes. That's how it's supposed to work. Now, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, uh, who, of course, gave a uh, record-breaking eight-plus-hour speech uh, to try to delay things, and, and it was a little bit ironic that the record he broke was actually set by Nancy Pelosi. Uh, so very interesting uh, underpinnings to uh, his very lengthy eight hour plus uh, speech on the floor of the House uh, late last week, trying to slow things down. Uh, but he went on uh, the Sunday morning shows and said, you know, the bill will have to come back across to the House after the Senate has done their part of the deal. Uh, we'll have to be voted on in the House once again. And uh, here's what uh, the minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, said. If the Senate changes it, any of those changes has to come back to the House. So we have another bite at the apple here. And more people who learn about this. That was my point. I want people to know what's in the bill. I want people to know what they are doing, that this mm. big government socialism isn't working. Uh, and then finally, I want to go to Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell. He went on the Guy Benson show over the weekend, and he commented in terms of the cost and really the issue I want to get to, which is about inflation. Uh, Mitch McConnell said that even liberal economists are scratching their heads a little bit. Imagine, and Senator both said, what the House does is irrelevant, which makes what the Speaker's doing to our own members even more outrageous. She's literally walking them off a cliff to support a bill that will never become law. And even if this reckless tax and spending spree ultimately in some form or another uh, clears uh, the Senate, even liberal economists who actually prefer from a policy point of view what the Democrats are trying to accomplish here are admitting that it will exacerbate the inflation problem both this year and next year. Uh, so that really gets down to the nuts and bolts of it. And the interesting thing that we're going to see, so obviously there is nothing happening in Washington this week. Everyone's on recess. The president is uh, leaving. He's going to have his uh, Friendsgiving with uh, some of our military folks uh, tomorrow. Uh, and then we'll be on into the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, 
but this has to be sold. And there are a lot of Democrats that are very worried about where their numbers are and uh, how things are being perceived. Uh, you had a number of Democrats that uh, got together with uh, four or five prominent pollsters uh, wondering why there was no bounce after signing the infrastructure bill, wondering uh, why they are perceived as not being able to get something done. Uh, and, of course, looking at the inflation question, uh, which is the one that the American people are saying, wait a minute, I'm already feeling the impact of inflation. Uh, is this going to make it worse? And neither the White House nor uh, Democrats in the House or the Senate have been able to answer that question in an effective way. Uh, we have heard rumblings that the president is going to speak tomorrow and he is going to address uh, he's going to address that uh, topic of inflation. And there's some real debate and some real question about how he's going to approach the inflation question. Who's at fault? Who has an answer? And how do we get there? And we're going to break that down coming up next. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.